Mick and MG in the morning. Weekdays from 6 on Sydney's Triple M. You know what? Anyone can go to Vegas. If you win the $200 million Powerball yes. tonight, oh, wow. have we got our ticket team? Yep, got uh, th- got several. You've got, hang on, you haven't involved Have we got us. a show ticket? No. Where's our show ticket? No, no, I'll no. go and buy one oh, after the okay, beautiful. thing. I'll hold it for everyone. Yeah, well, if you come in here wearing <laughs> Prada tomorrow... Oh no. oh no! You've gone rogue, no, guys. Let's go. <laughs> let's go around the grounds. What would you do if you won, uh, MG? What have you? Uh, what would you do? We've discussed this, and we'd go on a uh, family first class trip around the world for six months or even a year, just to live out of a suitcase, live in luxury for for twelve months. Well, what about the show? Uh, do it remotely. <laughs> you are a sad man, Tash. What would you do? I would do an audit on all federal and state government oh. departments to find out where they're rotting taxpayers' money, oh and God. I'd make parking free at all hospitals for all workers and all people. With are you kids for in real? Are you, are you Turn her mic off. Turn her mic off. Okay, yeah. done. She has lost her mind. <laughs> what is she doing, Cat? What would you do? Uh, I would buy a beachfront property right at a great surf break, and I would put two of my best friends on the payroll because if there's no point in not having anyone around no. you while everyone's at work. So so that's what that's I'd it. do. What about you? I would spend most of it on booze, <laughs> drugs and women, and the rest I would waste. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a quote from George Best. Do, yeah, do you remember right. that? He oh, said, wow. one of the greatest soccer players in the world, he said, I spent most of my money on booze, drugs and women, and the rest, the rest I wasted. <laughs> so that would be one way. What is the? What have you won? Have you guys, oh, let's do it. What have you, what's the best thing you've ever won, MG? I won $3,700 on a poker machine about 25 years ago. So that what would that equate to about 10 grand these days, I suppose? Oh, yeah, so that would have been a, a big night out. And knowing yep. you, you would have uh, spent, spent that uh, on uh, paying some bills. and It was gone and... the next day. It was gone the next day. <laughs> That's the thing about winning. If you win something, it's licensed to spend in a yes. frivolous fashion. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's where the trouble starts. My favourite guy was a guy called the Lotto Lout. Oh, what about him? Yes. actually known as the Lotto Lout, who's, who went bonkers and ended up in jail. Terrorised the town he lived in. He'd buy a car and then go out and crash it into a restaurant. Oh, uh, and uh, the restaurant would catch fire, he'd just pay it off. He, uh, everyone in town was paid off. He ended up in jail while they had a conversation about what to do with him when he was being released because he'd already made promises about other things he was going to destroy in the town. <laughs> I went, good on you, mate. Yeah, that's, that's a really good way. Cat, what have you won? Uh, th- nothing. Like, I remember <laughs> at the end of a raffle, I finally had the final ticket and all that was left on the table was a butterfly net. That's, that's the only thing I've ever won in my whole life is a butterfly net. You'll be able to buy the butterfly enclosure yes. at a zoo if you win this. And Tash, what did you win? I'm the same as Kat. I've never won anything, but I'd say I've won the lotto because I've got good health at the moment. Oh. <laughs> you, oh, seriously, what's I going am on? going to... What's going on? What is going on? <laughs> Did night you sleep last, last night? night? <laughs> have, you, have you been asleep at all last night? Did you ever sleep or just come? The kids are going back to school this week. I'm really happy. <laughs> One triple three five three. If you win the lotto, what are you going to spend it on? What have you won? Let us know. Uh, chances of winning, please, Natasha Belling. The chances of winning are like flipping a coin and getting 27 heads in a row. Oh yeah, I've done that before. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's, that's easy. That uh, sounds what easy. <laughs> it doesn't. You've got... <laughs> It got more chance of being struck by lightning, being hit by an asteroid, or being killed by a bee or wasp than winning so, Powerball. So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah, there's a chance. But, but winning Powerball sounds more fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Way more fun. You know what I am saying? Let's get it. If I won it, I'd buy something nice for my girl. Aww. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'd probably buy a Lady Gaga's meat dress. <laughs> and and buy her a pub. Her, You'd buy her a pub, wouldn't you? Make her wear it out in really hot conditions. <laughs> oh. Just say smelling of meat. I would, uh, you know, what I'd do. I'd buy the Mona Lisa and chuck soup at it. Already been done this yeah. week. Done. Yeah, well, I'll do it again. Do it without uh, the, out the frame, but <laughs> if I have to, uh, John's on the line. John, uh, what did uh, you win? I won uh, get a life competition back in '94. Oh, dollars oh. worth of cash and prizes. What was get a life? What was that? Um, that was uh, all a Suzuki Vitara, like you won pizza for a year, uh, uh, guitar lessons. Uh, <laughs> pizza for a year? You had me a pizza for a year. Yeah. You can stick your guitar lessons. <laughs> Fair on <laughs> your clacker. Um, but I'll take pizza for life. Oh, well, that's how to flaunt your wealth, isn't it? I'd, I'd, I'd be like I'd be like those scene in Scarface at the end, but I'd just be at the desk covered in yeah. pizza boxes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if you won tonight, if you won tonight, what would, what would you, do? you do? If I won tonight, like I said, you know what, fellas, I'll buy an island and I'll get you um, and MG and all of you come over and we'll be partying hard for weeks and on, on end. Oh, well, well, the, the, the last time we last time we were all together on an island was Pedo Island. Oh. <laughs> I've checked the flight logs. I've checked the flight logs. There's a lot of nervous people around this town. Have you ever, have you ever flown ever flown Epstein Airways? What do they call it? The Lolita Express. No. That's where that's where I'd be. <laughs> Lolita Express winging my way into Epstein Island. How good. Would uh, that be? I have flown with them, of course, but it's because the frequent flyer plans yeah, very of course. good. And uh, their hosties are a lot younger than those on Qantas. <laughs> oh, if you know what I'm talking about. You know the thing about an island? Everyone goes, oh, I'll buy an island. There's a lot of creepy islands out there. Yes. Mm. You know, anyone who owns an island, I'm a bit uh, sus on. You know, the island of Dr. Moreau, that wasn't fun. Yes, that was Gilligan. Gilligan's Island, that wasn't great. Fantasy Island? Yeah, the Castaway Island with Tommy Hanks. Yes, Castaway, that didn't look like a barrel of laughs. Manus Island? Oh, Manus Island, wow. (laughs) Christmas Island? The the ironically named Christmas Island? All right, you get the idea. Tasmania? Jesus. You're going to buy Tasmania, are you? Why not? I'd I'd buy Tasmania and boot everyone off it. Get off it. It's mine. Get out. It's mine, and make Princess Mary come back. And I'd, I wouldn't marry her, but no. I'd, you know. What would you, oh, what sounds like a wonderful don't. offer for her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> An island on her own with you. <laughs> yeah. All right, Brad. Brad, uh, yeah. what would you? What have you won? I won a pinball machine from Triple M. Oh, really? Have you? Yeah. Which yeah. Uh, pinball machine? Uh, the ACDC one. Okay, DACA one, yeah. Okay, I'm going to tell you a story. There's, there's, in the Melbourne Triple M, they've got an ACDC pinball machine. Yeah. And it used to be just outside the studio. And we're interviewing Slash one day. 
from yeah. Guns N' Roses, and he came in and tore strips off us. Oh, yeah. Really? Because we had it. One of, the, one of the flippers wasn't working, and oh, one yeah. of the lights wasn't lighting up, and he, he just accused us of not knowing how to treat a pinball machine. A pinball machine, and he, he, <laughs> tried, he tried to buy it off us and take it with him. He was that enraged. So. <laughs> Stick to playing the guitar, Slush. Mm. Yeah, well. What would, you do if you, what would you do if you won, Bradley? What would you do if you won the cabbage tonight? Oh, everything. <laughs> oh, Probably, maybe, uh, maybe get some elocution lessons and learn how to pronounce everything. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling it as I see it. Yeah, you are. Uh, Apologies, all Brad. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, you get the idea. Uh, it's on tonight. Uh, what a pack. Good luck. If anyone in this room wins, I get a chop out. Yes? <laughs> yes. Yeah, of course. Everybody. Sure. <laughs> All right, I need you to fill in some blanks for me here, team. I know nothing about this school, Newington College, but, boy, were there some upset parents, mm. teachers, and students last night. Belling, what do I need to know? What's happened? Yeah, this is a college, a private boys' school that's got a 160-year-old uh, tradition of being an all-boys' school in Sydney's mm. inner west. Now, they announced last year that they would go co-ed from 2026. Now, that has sparked a lot of outrage and anger from some <laughs> parents and some <laughs> ex-students of the school. And subsequently, on the first day of school returning, they held a protest outside the school gates yeah. of Newington yesterday. Front. And here we go, and some of the parents haven't taken it well. Here's uh, <laughs> some of them are pining uh, out the front of the school. I'm an old boy at the school, and my son is also an old boy, and the intention was always that I'd have a grandson, but I won't bring him to a <laughs> school. It's all part of this sort of woke, toxic masculinity type palaver. I know my grandson was rejected from going to year three because they had thoughts of young ladies. <laughs> Wow. Okay, it's the end of the world as we know it. Imagine boys and girls co-mingling under the one roof. You know what's funny? I'll start with what's not funny, poor people's problems. What is funny is rich people's problems. Yes. And if this is what brings you to tears, the idea that your boy may be exposed to girls in a school setting. You've got problems. If you are, <laughs> I like how he's crying over a grandson he hasn't got yet. Yes. He hasn't got <laughs> yet. What, what about a grandson? I don't have one because, well, I never know how to meet girls because I didn't go to school with any, but one day <laughs> I might have one. Um, even the students have dirtied up. Here's one of the students yeah. uh, talking about, I don't know, girls' germs, I suppose. I feel like it's a mistake. I feel like we're betraying our sister schools, PLC and MLC. By doing this, I feel like we're stabbing them in the back. These boys signed up for Newington being single sex, and though that may not be on top of their priority list, it is a massive factor when they're signing up for the school. Many boys turn down opportunities at Sydney Grammar, Shaw, and all these other schools in order to go to Newington, and the school sort of betrayed them. The girls at PLC will be ropeable because he sounds like a real keeper. (laughs) He sounds like he's... Got the it's unbelievable. Isn't it unbelievable? He's wow. sneaking around with female students behind PLC's back. I just, I don't understand. Anyway, well, there you go. I'll follow that. If anyone, if, uh, if anyone's got anything else to add to that, can you play me the first guy again? This is great. I'm an old boy at the school, and my son is also an old boy. And the intention was always that I'd have a grandson, 
and I won't bring him to the school. part of this sort of woke. There we go. Unbelievable. What is wrong with the school system? Boys and girls under the one roof. Suckle up, Fall of Rome. Sport Report. Yeah, the Night of Nights last night was for the Cricket Night of Nights. That was the Allen Border Medal. Um, and Mitch Marsh came from nowhere um, to win it. A lot of uh, pundits. A bit of a bombshell, isn't it? Yeah, is it, it was I a mean, bombshell. I, he, he had a great year and he's very popular uh, within the team, but it must have been off the back of some... Uh, ODI. Well, ODI's experience. Oh, I think yeah. too, Mickey. I think the way he, that he's he was once one of Australia's least favoured players uh, amongst the the spectators, but he's turned it all around because he's you know he's he's, he's come back bigger and better. And um, his speech last night when he won it was all time. I, I, before I get to, go to the speech, I've got to say that I think Travis Head was very unlucky not to have won the Agreed. the Test Match Player of the Year. I think uh, Nathan Lyon, after missing so much cricket, was a bit of a shock and. Maybe Kawaja and Cummins were a bit unlucky too, but uh, the Female Player of the Year, uh, the Belinda Clark Award, went again to Ash Gardner. She's had a fantastic season. What well on Ash? Yep. And uh, but this is Mitch Marsh after he won the award last night. To our team, it's, oh, I just love playing in this team now. I've had so much fun, especially over the last 12 to 18 months. It's been great, but I'd like to pay particular thank yous to uh, Ronnie and Patty. Um, you just you believe in me. Um, and I don't really know. I, I can't thank you enough for just believing in me. And I'm a bit fat at times and I love a beer, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you see the best in me always and you've, uh, you've changed my life. So uh, for your support, Patty, and your leadership, uh, playing under you is an absolute dream. So, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. I'm a <laughs> bit fat and I like a beer. He's doing my material. <laughs> that's... Lifted from a speech I gave at the Logies. I can't believe <laughs> you know. it. Um, what else happened on the night? Was, uh, well, was, was the big show? But was, was the big show there? Uh, the big show. What, what's Do you have a couple? Was there? Was six and out performing? Was six and out performing? No, Brent they Lee's... weren't. Because, oh, he was on the back on. of a golf cart. I think the big show. So playing golf. But <laughs> uh, what they're doing is there's, there's a couple of guys who uh, they do a podcast called The Great Cricketers. Well, they started interviewing the. Uh, all the cricketers in their seats. And there's uh, this a funny bit last night when they were interviewing uh, Steve Smith. This is what happened. Steve Smith, you've won this award four times. Only Ricky Ponting and Michael Clark have the same amount. This year, the winner actually gets a trip to Noosa with Carl Stefanovic. That's exciting. <laughs> there it is. Uh, a reference well to one of the most famous events. Uh, you know who I would have given the Allen Border medal to? Who? Carey for stumping Bearstone. Oh, that yeah. is the greatest moment in yeah. history on the pitch at Lords, and I'd do it again uh, if we had in the time. I was there and saw it live. Uh, well done to everyone. A great, I'm going to say it, one of the greatest years for yes. Australia on the cricketing calendar. It was terrific. From start to finish, uh, they deserve uh, to yeah. be the best in the business. Well said. Every day's a nice day to go to the pub, as far as I'm concerned. It is my natural habitat and one of my favourite things since I've uh, migrated to Sydney as uh, going on the big adventure and just oh, wandering, yeah. cold-calling pubs, going in, having a beer. And there's some bloody beauties in this town, if you want to get out and about. Um, there's one at Bondi Junction called the Lord Nelson. Uh, yeah. which I've, I've been in many mm. times because in the old days when Triple M used to be, 
in Bondi Junction, That's and right. we'd do a bit of brekkie radio. Bang! You'd be straight downstairs. There was a bar downstairs, and then you'd hit the Lord Nelson, oh, and uh, then you'd be, I don't know, removed about lunchtime. <laughs> um, and you'd go home and get some sleep and do it all again the next day. It was a load of fun. Um, but check this out. The Daily Telegraph, uh, the, uh, the scoops down there, have found sporting stars going into the Lord Nelson. Uh, in Bondi Junction, uh, John Aloisi, uh, you may remember, Ash Barty, Damien Oliver, and the Volk, yeah. Alexander Volkanovsky. All in the Jeez. same, t- all at the same day? Yeah. All at the same time. Isn't that incredible? Oh. What do you think's going on there? Ad campaign. Well, it, sounds, <clears throat> it sounds like a start of the joke, doesn't it? A, a, a tennis player, a soccer player, a US fighter and a jockey all walk into a pub and there must be something like a, a, a corporate thing that they're going to film an ad or something, I would imagine. <laughs> do you reckon that's it? All right, well, so. you never know. Uh, it would have been fun to be down there and yeah. hang out with them. It got me thinking, though, who have you ever run into in the pub? One triple three five three. you You're down there, you're having a drink. Uh, who, who is it for you, uh, MG? I've had two fanboy moments throughout my life. One was when I was in Perth, and uh, Ian Botham was at the same pub I was drinking at, and I had a couple of beers with him. Beefy, yep. Yeah, and a bit closer to home. Um, I went to a pub in North Sydney about 20 years ago, and sitting at the other end of the bar, I actually at a table with a couple of other blokes, was the one and only George Negus. I'm George Negus. That's you are, George Negus. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on, so that was a big moment for you, running into George well, Negus. Well, I just love 60 Minutes. I just love him with his shirt. He's kind, of, he's kind of like a Dennis Lilly character for me on TV because he used to have the buttons down, he had the jewellery, he used to go into war zones, and to meet him in, in a pub and, and realise how diminutive he was. Um, it was a was he impressed to meet you? He was. He knew who I was, yeah. He knew who I was, so that was that was nice. Huh. Rod Stewart wasn't that impressed. <laughs> no, he was not. Rod Stewart wasn't that impressed. when We were sitting in a beer garden down the rocks and you started heckling Rod Stewart. The fortune Didn't of you start war, singing yes. his songs to him? Yeah, I said, wake up, Maggie, I think I've got something to say to you. I've never seen a, a 90-year-old man move that quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, did he get out of there. Cat, <laughs> who have you met in a pub? Uh, I was in Byron Bay surfing and saw Chris Hemsworth at the beachy. No, I wasn't easy. But how long did the slobbering run for? Was uh, it? It was a good mile of the slobbering, but I even took a sneaky photo. I'll have to dig it out. Oh, yes. All right, Please we'll do. post that. Uh, Belling, have you ever been in a pub? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been to the Lord Nelson many, many it's times. It's a great pub. It's a great really pub. Really good. Uh, it is. I saw someone famous, Pauline Hanson, about twenty Please years explain. ago. <laughs> Please, please. 20 like years me. ago, I'm going to say, was you up in Gympie? Were you in uh, that part of the woods? Or I where, was at what's... the Country Music Festival in Tamworth. Oh, wow. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> and she was quite striking. Yes. I've seen uh, Bill Hunter in a pub. Oh, yes. And I know because I went with him and we did that about 500 <laughs> times. <laughs> Bill... I, I told you, Bill had the best way of dealing with people because mm. everyone wants to have a beer with Bill Hunter. Love yeah. it. And he would stand at the bar and people would like queue up for to say something. And as as they as they approached him, he'd go, "You got two questions, son." <laughs> and and it was a really smart move because he wasn't saying no, but you had to spend your questions wisely. So people would go away and actually think about what they wanted to ask Bill Hunter, as opposed to coming up and just asking inane, mindless questions. 
Um, so so that, what about you in England? You, you met a couple of stars in uh, pubs in England, uh, didn't you? I did. I did. I'll go into that after the break. I'll tell you who I did run into in, in Melbourne, Mark Chopper Reed. Oh. Yeah, the my young bloke, my, my young, Australia Day, my, bloke, my young bloke, they had to go to a, a, a party, Australian Day party, and Go as Australian icon. He went as Chopper Reed. <laughs> uh, so I met Chopper Reed at the Linster Arms, which is a pub in Collingwood, and uh, we were using it as a unit base for our film, Crackerjack, which we were filming. So we were filming around Collingwood, and the unit base where we had lunch was the Linster Arms, and I go into the into the Dunnies, and I'm standing at the urinal, and this was his local pub, and he comes in and stands in the urinal beside me, and he goes to me, Got any rolls for me? <laughs> I went. Yes. I went. I went. Yeah. Go speak to my brother. He's. He'll get. He'll get you. Got any rolls for me? One triple three five three. Get involved. Let's go. Who'd you meet in a pub? Ed's on the line. Ed, who did you run into in a pub who was famous? Mick Fleetwood. Oh, Mick Fleetwood. Mick Fleetwood. Oh. Uh, which, which hotel was it, mate? Uh, the Crossroads Hotel near um, Liverpool. Yeah, because uh, sure. you're Liverpool. And what happened? Did you did you strike up a conversation at all? Did you share a drink? Yeah, we did. Um, you know that we were there, and our our friends around boy, that looks like Mick Fleetwood. And I said, "Gee, you look like Mick Fleetwood." And he said, "Well, that's who I am." And I went, "Oh, <laughs> how are you going, mate?" And he goes, "Yeah, good. What are you doing in Australia?" And he told me, and we had a bit of a drink, a drink, and a chin wag, and. Oh, wow. Yeah, thanked him for the music and said, hey, yeah. nice meeting you. And when he offered you free tickets to the show, you said, <laughs> get stuffed. Why would I go and see Fleetwood Mac? Oh, it's terrible. It's, it's good. good on you, Ed. Yeah, that got the ball, ball rolling nice. straight away. Ray, who do you run into down the boozer? I met the man, the myth, the legend, MG at the Piney Pub. Piney Tower. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Mate, Here's here's what I, a story. Give us a call if you've been to the Piney and you haven't run into MJ. <laughs> That's and we'll give you a prize of some description. I've just started to realise this is head office for you, isn't it, big fella? It is. Yeah, this is my uh, this is my local. I'll be going there today for lunch after work here. And um... <laughs> oh my God. Ray, what did he say to you? Did he was he a chat? Did he tell you to piss off? What did he do? <laughs> No, mate. Absolute gentleman was uh, had his uh, red wine in his hand, and we uh, we talked uh, about his career and about uh, you know the different highs and lows. He, he was uh, he was an amazing chat. I just remember having a sore neck looking up at him the whole time. So um, yeah. yeah, great great man, great man. Oh, he is indeed. I tell you what, a slab of Jenny Road for you. That's oh. my new my new beer. We're giving it away occasionally to calls we like. Ray, you're a lovely bloke. You speak highly of MG. Slab of Jenny Road coming your way. Uh, stay on the Thank line. Thank you very much. Kayla's on the line. Kayla, who do you run into? I ran into Willie Mason up at Jupiter's. And oh, he was, Willie he was Mason. Willie Mason from the Bulldogs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Our producers have written Willie Nelson here on our board. <laughs> and I was about to play this. <laughs> not that Willie Mason's not impressive. It's just that Willie Nelson, I would love to have known. So how was Big Willie? Willie was absolutely pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Big Willie He's a good man, Big Willie. He's a champion. Oh, missed all that, which oh, might have been for the best. 
dropping yeah, out. Yeah. I, I believe our lawyers may have pulled yeah. the plug on that, that call. <laughs> Do you know, Will, it, so there's a story about an outback town in, uh, I think it's up near the Kimberley, it might be Northern Territory, and there was a mysterious sighting of Jesus Christ. That's right. On the, an yeah. image of Jesus Christ appeared mysteriously mm. on the side of a building. And you could see a faint outline of uh, just appearing. And every day it got bigger and bigger. And people started coming from all around Australia to go to this very small outback town. And they'd form like a vigil. And they kept watching the image of Jesus appearing. Uh, until one day it appeared so strongly that it was that the paint was rubbing off and it was a Willie Nelson billboard underneath <laughs> it. Unreal. <laughs> On the road again. <laughs> On the road again. Sharon, who did you run into down the boozer? Uh, Jack Nicholson. Oh, Jack Nicholson, what? no way. What? Did, did, he, did he hit on you? No, no. He, um, my husband, well, my husband looks very much like MG, the big guy, and looks very much like him. And yeah. as he, he was surrounded by all these guards, you know, and stuff and everything. And we're in a cigar bar in Aspen on our honeymoon. Yes. And my husband just went up and said, G'day. And he goes, Hey, mate. And he goes, I love your accent. And he goes, Thanks. And the next thing he just got ushered away. And he sat in the corner all night smoking Havanas and... Yeah. Oh, how good. Wow, Jack Nicholson. Jenny, who'd you run into? Um, Tom Cruise. Oh. Tom Cruise. Oh. Wow. Whereabouts? Uh, Lara Hotel. What was he it drinking? Was, um, I think he was drinking a beer. He was with his sister-in-law and her husband, I think. Must have been when he was still married to Nicole. And yeah. um, he had his cap over his face. And he was standing at a table which... You had to go past to go to the ladies' toilet. And oh, yeah. I went to the toilet and then I came back. I said to my sister, that's Tom Cruise. That's Tom Cruise. I knew it was him because he's really short. And I'm only <laughs> short too. But, but, uh, <laughs> anyway, I didn't, didn't go over and say anything to him. But it was just, he's just standing there and, and trying to be sort of inconspicuous, what? you know. Was he wearing um, his but... white, was he wearing his white <laughs> suit from Top Gun? <laughs> And, and did he burst into song for you? You never what, close your eyes. Your eyes. Was he standing on a phone book at least? <laughs> but anyway, uh, I, I, that's at Wallara Hotel, but I actually live about five minutes from the Nello, the Nelson Hotel, so I've been in oh, many, many times. Right. But I haven't seen you or anybody else there. But, um, yeah, that's a great pub, really good pub. Yeah. Good on you, June. Wow. I think a Slabber Jetty Road beer. Yes. Slabber Jetty Road yeah. uh, for, Tom, for Tom to stand on. Russell, who do you run into? I ran into Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, wow. Oh. Kiefer Sutherland. Okay. Was and was he chatty? Yeah, mate. He was a great guy. We were watching a Swans grand final. And this is in the 1990s in Surrey Hills somewhere. Yeah. Um, this is before anyone cared about AFL. So we were just 10 of us in there. I'd had a skinful. And... Um, one of the girls who are with says, I think that guy looks like Kiefer Sullivan. So I just stumbled over, butted into his conversation. I went, excuse me, mate, are you Kiefer Sullivan? <laughs> and, he goes, and he goes, oh, matter of fact, I am. And I went, what the hell are you doing here? And he goes, oh, I've been shooting a movie in Sydney for a few months. And he was here with a, he's a uh, publicist or something who he introduced me to. And... Mate, he was a gentleman. Lovely. Oh, nice. That's what I love to hear when Same. they're not disappointing to meet in real life. Good on you, yep. Russell. Jeff's on the line. Jeff, who'd you meet? Hi, guys. How are you going? Hi, yep. Great. Now, who'd you meet, mate, down the pub? 
Uh, Paul Hogan at the Oaks at Neutral Bay. Oh, oh hey. and, and I couldn't uh, believe it. I couldn't believe it. He was. He, he just sort of walked up to me. I was stand, I was sitting on a stool, and I looked over, and I could see the top of his head. But when I actually looked at him, because he's only little, and yeah. I said, "Oh, you're Paul Hogan." And he goes, "Yes." And anyway, we chatted for about half an hour. And oh, wow. Great. We talked. We talked about family. We talked about. He had a house. A legend. A legend, a iconic, Australian. Yeah. No strop. I would have preferred to have met strop. But <laughs> or, or no, uh, he is, uh, uh, and uh, Sydney's own, he is uh, one of the all-time greats. As far years ago, never forgotten it. All right, good work for you. Um, Belling, who did you run into? I went to a charity event once and was introduced to David Beckham and I was so nervous. Mm. I walked up and said, thank you, for Mr Beckham, for what you've done for soccer. Oh. And then oh, security just grabbed me and escorted me away <laughs> from him. <laughs> so, David Beckham's on my list of guys I would like to be. Um, we should yeah. do this one day, you know, who would you like yeah. to be? Uh, you know, Tiger Woods is on that list. Leonardo DiCaprio is on that list. Michael, a, Michael Jordan would be good. There's a few on that list, but David Beckham, because he only wears underpants once. Once a day. No, yeah. no, he he wears yes. them and then takes them off and puts them in the bin because he's yeah. only got his own underpants brand. Yeah. Now that to me is living. <laughs> if you're at the end of every day before you get in a shower, just chuck your derps into the bin. The world and everything in it is yours. <laughs> is yours. <laughs> what the f- is going on? God, you are dumb. What the f- is wrong with you? Making MJ's what the f- WTF. If I win the $200 million tonight, I'm going to yeah. buy Putin's secret sprawling hideaway near the Finnish border. What the f***? <laughs> this thing is huge. What a house. It's not a fixer-upper. It's the real deal. Uh, it's massive. It's a sprawling estate. It has 12 bidets, each costing $15,000. I'd love one of them. Whoa. A stolen waterfall. <laughs> And the framework for an air defence system less than 30 kilometres from the Russian border. Now, say what you like about Vladimir Putin, but anyone who can steal a waterfall... I mean, I mean, what do you? I don't know. What do you do? Redirect it, I suppose. Do you go, oh, there's a waterfall over there. I'm going to redirect it into... Hey, you wake up one morning, where'd the waterfall go? <laughs> Putin! <laughs> what about the bidets? How many bidets? 16 bidets. That's, that's oh, what I 16, like about it. 16 bidets. <laughs> that's that's uh, So everyone can lick his yeah. ass. <laughs> Especially <laughs> chilly the night before. Come on. That it is clean as a whistle. That is unbelievable. Apparently it's got 14 bedrooms and 10 mass graves. <laughs> <laughs> If you, <laughs> and some poison. I, I imagine if you were living next door to oh, Vlad. Oh, you, you keep, door. You'd, keep, you'd keep the music down at night, wouldn't you? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you wouldn't be mowing at 7 a.m. Sorry, Vlad. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, what about you, MG? Well, speaking of music, uh, Mozart sold more CDs than Beyonce, Drake and Adele in 2016. What the f***? Over five oh, million. Right. How did you? Easy. How do you know this? You got this on high rotation uh, back at the Penrith Pad. Play it poolside, I'd, do you? Well, that's usually my. Uh, that's usually when I tell people to leave my compound that I put the bit of Mozart on. That means it's the end of the night. See you later. <laughs> bye bye. Who's buying Mozart? Yeah, I, I, I've bought. I've, I've got Mozart. Helps. It used to help put the kids to sleep when they were younger. I think it was an anniversary release, wasn't it? 
Yeah, it was. Yeah. The best of the Mozart, 100 years. The <laughs> best. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now it's, now it's time for our 40-minute music marathon with Mozart going through all the ages. We've got Beethoven, we've got Tchaikovsky, we've got Mozart, non-stop 40-minute music marathon coming your way. Okay, let's get into the string section. Who knows? Cat, what do you got? Okay, mine's an on this day, what the F? February 1st, 2008. NASA announced that this song by the Beatles would be the first song ever beamed into space. Why that song? What the f- so many mm, better. I don't know. I would have I gone with rooting in the back of the ute. Oh, I just I mean, feel that would have been... <laughs> you know, if there are any other aliens out there, oh, they're a fun planet. <laughs> uh, Tash. There is a move by certain schools in Brisbane to move their exams to the HSC so students can attend Taylor Swift concerts. What the f***? Holy oh, my God. <laughs> it's out of control. Well, I'm going to give you a little uh, insight and we can maybe talk about uh, this when he's next on the program. Mm-hmm. But the comedians, which is, you know, myself, Marty Sheargold, oh, yes. Lawrence Mooney and Sam Pang, very mm-hmm. uh, successful touring show. <laughs> Had to cancel a uh, booked gig in Wollongong because Marty Sheargold had tickets to Taylor <laughs> Swift. <laughs> what the? What? What the? Quick, sting it, oh sting it. God. What the? <laughs> oh, that's a yes. Wow. Yes. <laughs> and if you don't believe me, we'll put it to him next time we speak we'll see, we'll on this tomorrow. program. Uh, let's get into it. 500 bucks on the line. Tash, what did you want? You had another one? One of the world's wealthiest men, Jeff Bezos, or Bezos, he loves to be called, continues to work on the same desk he started Amazon with. What the f***? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's about all he's retained from the early days. He's yeah. got rid of the wife. <laughs> he's got rid of most other in the hair. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Uh, all right, where does he stand in the richest uh, people in the world Actually, competition? I think he's number three. Yeah, two or three. Elon Musk has slipped to two last week because the guy that owns Louis Vuitton, their family's gone to number one. Oh, and Moet Hennessy. Mm. Oh, fascinating. Oh, Greg, what the f***? <laughs> Greg's, Greg's on the line. Greg, uh, what do you got for us, buddy? I'm really counting on you, Mickey. I've got a daughter's wedding next week, mate. I'm sort of pushing for the money, but um, uh, let's <laughs> go. <laughs> the streets in the centre of Brisbane, um, I'm not too sure on the compass points, but let's say, for example, the east-west streets are female names and the north-south street are male names. For example, uh, East-West, say, like Charlotte, Mary, and and all those streets going that way are all female names, and the other streets in the other direction are male names, like uh, David and uh, John, say, for example. Yeah, that dates back to colonial times. What, 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 are the, what are the best streets? Like Beryl Street? Mm-hmm. Well, Shazza, Street Char- Sharon Street? Uh, uh, no, I thought that was okay. What's your uh, What's your daughter's name, Greg? Oh, sorry, uh, Montana. Oh, is there, is there a Montana Which Street? The UNG, I'm sure. Yes, it is. Got a daughter in Montana, yes. All right, all right. Get a room, you too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about the money. What about a slab of Jetty Road? Would that fit? You could surf that at your daughter's wedding? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, I, I can afford a little bit better. 
No, that's all you're getting. Thank you. Josh is on the line. (laughs) Josh, what do you got? Morning, guys. Um, So, if all the kangaroos in Australia decided to invade Uruguay and declare war, each Uruguayan person would have to fight 14 kangaroos. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. 250 bucks right there to to Josh. Have a great day. Have you done the sums yourself? Uh, what are you quoting here? Where do you hear this? Well, it's, it's a very, very, very um, reliable source. Uh, it's the dating app Hinge. So, you know, nothing oh. turns someone on like a, a, a fact on a dating app. There is a so, fun fact department that you write in. Josh is, uh, while you're trying to get a route of worked out, that kangaroos. there's 14 kangaroos <laughs> to every person in, in Uruguay. Imagine a fighting fourteen ruse. No, that that'd be a good pay per view. Yeah, I'd pay for that. Bloke that. fights fourteen ruse. That's fantastic. All right, Josh, you've got the ball rolling. Adrian's on the line. Adrian, what do you got for me? Morning, guys. So Scotland's national animal is the unicorn, and they what also the believe f- in fairies. And they also I think believe don't, in fairies. Don't you mean the leprechaun? <laughs> no, the unicorn. Yeah, unicorn. The unicorn, the unicorn, yeah. Uh, Wow, all right. Well, that's not bad. Um, How could that be a national animal when it doesn't exist? Yeah, Yeah, it's good. It's it's Scotland. It's Scotland, Scotland, yeah. Everyone's pissed as a parrot in Scotland. I just saw a a Shetland out the front. (laughs) (laughs) I think it had a... Oh, there you go. No. All right, I'm going to keep the 250 for tomorrow, but well done. Uh, National animal who's a unicorn. I'd like to go to the unicorn races. That'd be good. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Just be careful. Imagine the unicorns, like, you know, the interference with the racer in front of them. (laughs) Doing. Up he goes. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) We're overthinking it now. I think so. MG Sport Report. Yeah, cricket's uh, night of night was last night, the Allen Border Medal. Um, if you haven't caught up to speed, here are the winners of the prestigious awards. The AB Medal for the uh, Player of the Year in the men's was Mitch Marsh. Um, uh, had a great speech. Uh, you'll catch that on the on our podcast. Uh, Belinda Clark uh, uh, Medal for the best cricketer, female cricketer, was Ash Gardner for the second time. The women's ODI went to Elise Perry, and the Test Player of the Year went to Nathan Lyon. Uh, also, um, as uh, best streaker. Before, Who won best streaker? <laughs> best streaker was uh, some pommy bloke who was sunburnt in the in the ashes over in India. <laughs> All uh, right. What else? Uh, Asian Cup, as Kat mentioned, the cultural booths have been nominated. Um, each each of the participa- participating nations in the Asian Cup have a booth set up to display traditional wares, culture, and in, in you know the central Doha. Um, ours is basically a. For unknown reasons, we have two ten pins and a tennis ball and nothing else in our cultural booth. <laughs> what the okay. F- <laughs> All right. Someone's forgotten to do their job. Someone's gone out, had a big night, and yeah. they've gone, where's our, where's our presentation? Oh, shit. Ten pin. Two oh, ten Jesus. Pins. <laughs> what have you got? What have you got in your room? Oh, I don't know. I've got a ten pin. What else you got? Oh, I've got a... <laughs> So what is it? A, a tennis Two ball? Two ten and... pins and a tennis ball. Yeah. Oh come on! Mm-hmm. You've got to be struggling. That's a national embarrassment. What? What would you have in our booth? You, you have a stubby cooler. Yeah. You have yeah, to have, a, have like a, a stubby cooler. A, 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 like a football. A, a footy. A can of 
Woodstock bourbon. Mm, the schooner glass meat, Bob Hawke scaled out of. Oh, come on. Yeah. There's so many yeah. great so things many. you can do. Thongs. Just a pair of thongs. Mm. Yes. Hug boots. Yes. Come on. Start thinking about it. A picture of Warney or a picture of Kathy Freeman. Pavlova, budgie smugglers. Something. Yeah, anything. Oh, budgie smugglers. Now you're talking mm. turkey. All right. You get the idea. Maybe uh, you can let us know what do you think should be in it for the Asian Cup. I mean, it is hard to come up with a... Case of lemmingtons in guitar, I suppose. But, you know, <laughs> I suppose they might melt. At some point, you got to do it. And we've been joined live in the studio by my partner in crime and the brains behind the Sports Bazaar podcast, which fires up for its oh, yeah. first episode for the year this Monday. Making welcome, it's Titus O'Reilly. Oh, thank you. Before we get we get into it, we're we're up and running. Monday, the subject matter is. Fine cotton. Oh. Fine cotton. Yeah. It's the most requested one we've ever had. People ask us that it is all the time. It's a two-parter, and we need every second of those two parts to unpack one of the most elaborate hoaxes, yeah. the most foolhardy endeavours yeah. ever. Uh, ever witnessed in this country or others and should be the basis of a movie one day. The level of detail is incredible. We also revealed that Mick Malloy was behind it. How well, old were you at the time? Okay. You were about 10? I'll put, I'll put your hand up in this studio if you haven't painted a horse at some no, stage of course. and run it under another name. I mean, these characters coming out of the woodwork here, if you think you know the story, you don't. Uh, so Hong Kong to this, it's uh, absolute gold from start to finish. Now, you've joined us in the studio. What are you bringing to the table today? Well, I always love local sport. This this happened about two weeks ago in Ireland. And so this is, think, you know, you're playing a, a Wednesday night comp. Sure. A couple of old mates running around playing, <laughs> they're playing soccer. But, yeah. You know, it's yeah. like here, amateur sport. Yeah. Not a serious game. Yes. Now, everyone on listening knows a mate who you've played footy with, mm. you know, and they go down in injuries and they play for free kicks. Absolutely. All, Bung it all the time, you know, and no one takes them seriously. So this happened, it was in Ireland. It was between two Irish teams, Balmaki and Rearcross, very small league, yeah. and their winger, Doncha O'Brien. O'Brien. <laughs> That's oh, an Irish okay. name. <laughs> he's, uh, he's on the wing and he goes running down the side and suddenly he just collapses okay. and yells out a scream. And everyone's like, because he's known for playing for yellow cards, right? <laughs> so everyone's just like, oh, here he goes. you get up, mate. Yeah. So yeah. even the other team's all standing around and going, Get up, yeah. get up. Even the ref's like, come on, mate. Yeah. All these mates are going, <laughs> even we can't, like, <laughs> actually, you know, sell this, yeah. you know. So yeah. they're like, come on, mate. And they all go over and he won't get up. And they're going, this is a bit weird. Mm. And they suddenly look and he's bleeding from his arm. <gasps> and it turns out he's been shot. What <laughs> 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 They reckon a farmer was hunting in the woods nearby oh. <laughs> and has let, let and shot a bullet and not seen the like and not and the farmer they reckon didn't even know he'd done it like he's oh, just shot it in a rabbit hilarious. or something. The best ever. So they they take him off to hospital. The ambulance come. The game the game stops. They're not so keen to play the rest of the game where no. bullets are flying. Oh, everyone's running around very fast. Yeah, and that guy has the greatest thing over his mates 
Yes. For the rest of his life. <laughs> the rest of his Remember life. Remember that time you all said I need to get up and walk it off when <laughs> I was shot? Mate, <laughs> 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 I've seen some of those Italian strikers who, who go oh. down in the box look like they've been shot. We always say that, don't they? They look like they've been shot. <laughs> Like, yeah. these soccer players are so soft, and here he is absolutely shocked. <laughs> and this was in Ireland. It was in Ireland. Okay. They're trying to find the farmer. They put out a call saying, you know, if you're hunting in that area, you're not in trouble, but we just want to kind of wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> if you told me that a player on field last week had been shot, I would have gone, the Colombian goalkeeper? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, I reckon his wife was hiding in the woods just quietly. <laughs> Get home, did, you did they go to the VAR system, the VAR, to work out what had happened? What else have you, you got for us today? Well, I was, I've always wanted to read what the refs write in their report. Oh, in which sport are we imagine. talking about? Well, this is in football, but I imagine, like, you know, a little love to read some of the ones after MJ's games. They would have been. What they actually said about it. It would be like a court transcript. So this is one from just a... It's like a once again a complete amateur league, you yeah, know, a sure. bunch of like blokes running around on a. a oh, which sport are we talking? Soccer. This is soccer. soccer. This is Hendon Athletic versus the Bellside Park Rovers in England. Okay. Right? And this referee's report is better than anything Shakespeare ever wrote. <laughs> right. Okay. This is Far away. you know this tells a story, right? So he booked three players, and he has to write down what he booked them all for. Yeah. So the first one he booked Jack O'Callaghan. And he wrote, he called me a specky ginger twat. (laughs) 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 So that's harsh. So you're kind of getting an idea of, okay, that's that's the first one. (laughs) Then a guy, he said, I next booked Sid Lewin. And Sid Lewin stole my glasses and tossed them to his teammate. (laughs) (laughs) But he's a specky part. He's <laughs> specky ginger. Yeah. So it's all linking together, right? He's foreshadowed yeah, that yeah, he's got yeah, glasses. Yeah. So. And then he books um, the next guy, uh, Nawab Malik, and he said he tossed the glasses over my head and played piggy in the middle for 30 seconds, <laughs> singing, <laughs> singing, Ginger wants his glasses back. <laughs> now, this cannot be condoned at any level. No. But he's had a shocker, hasn't he? He's got three blokes. So first one chastised him about the glasses. First one says, so first one called, called me a specky ginger twat. Then the next one stole my glasses and tossed them to his teammate. So we're really getting a story here. Yeah, like I said, this is like Shakespeare. And then the last one tossed the glasses over my head and played piggy in the middle, which is when I think they chucked them each to like each yeah. to each, keepings off basically for thirty seconds. <laughs> That's a lot of extra time in soccer, isn't it? While while singing Ginger Wants His Glasses Back. (laughs) Now, he finishes, he concludes his referee report, which he he lodges this with the actual, and it's online, you can actually find it. Is he wearing his glasses? Is is he lodging this? Yeah, it's all, he can't write it probably. He concludes, this is the ref, he concludes, it was somewhat hard to restore discipline and respect after this incident. <laughs> oh, boy. That, that is, is good. Now, what did the players get? They would have all been. <laughs> they were all set off. They all got into a lot of trouble for it. Imagine, well, doing, that in the, imagine doing that in the, in the NRL. <laughs> You'd be suspended for <laughs> <the> 12 months. <laughs> <laughs> at least no one got shot. 
<laughs> this, yeah. this one, rare, and yeah, that's yeah. a step in the right direction. It's rare for our stories to have someone not shot. <laughs> Titus O'Reilly, thank you. We You're love it uh, when you come in with your colourful background stories. <laughs> and if you like that, you're going to love our first podcast for the year. And we're doing a live show. Are we, are we doing it in Sydney? We're doing a, well, we're doing a live show in Melbourne, we've announced, and we're currently looking at doing For a venue in Sydney in as Sydney. well because uh, we would love to come do it up here. Uh, we would indeed. Oh, but uh, in the meantime, you'll have to make do with the best sporting podcast in Australia, bar none, at Sports Bazaar, and the subject starts this Monday, Fine Cotton, two parts. Boy, roll up the sleeves and enjoy. Thank you, Titus. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Titus. Mick and MG in the morning. Weekdays from 6 on Sydney's Triple M.